Hi guys, Paul from the Innovation Community here. Today, I'm with Rama Katunga from Samsung Electronics. He's uh, currently serving as the Director of Business Intelligence and Analytics there. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me on the Innovation Community. And just to start with, tell us a bit about yourself in a few words. Paul, as you said, um, I'm currently working at Samsung Electronics, United States. Uh, leading the e-commerce business intelligence and analytics team. Prior to this, I worked at uh, Intel, Microsoft, and Hewlett Picard in similar capacities, leading their analytics and business intelligence team. All along my life is pretty much intervened with data. Uh, as I am building my career, uh, I became the very industry agnostic. I worked in insurance, I worked in banking, I worked in technology, I worked in oil and gas. Um, so I'm a very industry agnostic person and enabled organizations uh, with the proper analytics they needed uh, from zero to fully functional in certain areas, from picked it up from uh, somebody else left and then made it fully functional and Across the way, I did fail in certain areas, but I started my career like most IT careers, uh, start as a developer. And storytelling through the data is is, is become my uh, DNA. Fantastic stuff. So where did your data career really begin, would you say? So early beginning in the career, I started working on computer-aided design and computer-aided manufacturing in India's uh, top consulting company. It's called the Tata Consulting Services. And there I got an opportunity uh, to work with the big clients. And then when we were integrating the computer-aided design with then manufacturing resource uh, planning MRP systems. And that's where I exposed to the uh, data. And that's how I started. I think I, be I believe uh, the manufacturing bill of materials is my first data table that I remember. And how has that changed over time? So over time I came to United States um, in 1997 and started working on PeopleSoft ERP system, enterprise system. And when I implemented that at uh, US, the most largest insurance company, as we are coming along, business partners started asking, hey, how many policies we have, how many policies in the month of October, November. So they started asking questions that requires me to collect the data and provide some aggregated details. So those questions uh, allowed me to look at the data, not just the contemporary perspective, but also looking at the historical trends uh, about the customers, insurance policies, who is my 
top customers, top 100 customers. So I was able to provide the data points to the, especially to the underwriters in the insurance industry, and they were able to make certain decisions in policy writing and provide a very competitive rates uh, to the comparing to their uh, competitors at that time. So this is the beginning of my traditional data warehouse life. Fantastic stuff. So what are you up to in the current role? So my current role is a, a, a very interesting role, Paul. Um, so today I'm working in the e-commerce division. E-commerce division uh, don't stop. It runs 24 by 7. And with the moment when you click or when you're purchasing the order, all the way it delivers to the customer. And in between, we receive customer calls. We look at the inventory. We look at the supply chain. We look at the, the, the leaders. They can make decisions. How much is my promotion to be run? What kind of products is the top attracting products? And so far, I worked on um, seven or eight uh, product launches. Each one gave me a, a unique opportunity to look at customers, what they like, and uh, in the in the world of e-commerce. Brilliant. So, uh, what at the heart of it? You mentioned that you're industry agnostic. So, what really interests you about working with data? I'm always an inquisitive person, um, but the data tells very good stories. Uh, but there are three reasons I can mainly say. Uh, if you look at any organization, organizations run on profit equation. Profit equation is profit equal to revenue uh, deducting all the costs out of it. So in this equation, when you are making decisions to or strategies around increasing the profit or reducing the cost. If both of these things are not working, what are the business models, new business models that you can evolve? These strategies can be uh, told with data, with no arguments uh, to the table. So that's one thing. The other thing is um, in, in, the, in the last decade or so, data science is uh, through data is telling some mysterious stories uh, like uh, target teen mom story, or the money ball story, or the, the Google-like companies are making a wonderful advantage of data and data tells through data science a lot of mysterious stories. Last but not least, uh, wherever I go, um, I always believe in no data left behind, and it can solve problems across many industries, combining many industries. Uh, so that's why I like data very much. And you mentioned that uh, a lot of what you do is about building and, and, and bringing people into uh, and analytics into organizations. In your opinion, how do leaders bring analytics into businesses? So, I've been working with many companies uh, from matured organizations to 
uh, not so matured in terms of data and analytics. The way there is no one Bible or there's no one book of business intelligence or analytics that can give uh, a standard way. But there are common factors, right? So when you look at the uh, low-hanging fruits of the organization, every organization gives you an opportunity to look at their problems. First, look at the problem. Don't look at the technology or anything. Do small, identify the problem, think big, start very small, like just start with an Excel, give the report, and then work with the business and understand uh, their problem and make sure they understand the data and they understand what story that is telling. Is it declining the revenue just for that product or is it overall, it is impacting uh, the organization, especially in the COVID-like times, there is only a specific set of products that you can be able to sell, not all of them. So these things are, leaders have to pay attention to uh, in the organization. Think big, start small, scale fast. That's how uh, you have to start uh, in, the, in, the, in the analytics world. Yeah, that's uh, some, some fantastic. And you summarized it really well at the end, which I, I really like. So uh, just Thank you, uh, reaching from your experiences then, what are some of the major successes that you've achieved over your career? So as I said, I worked from uh, many industries. Uh, in, in, when I was working for one of the uh, large operating systems company in Seattle, uh, Providing the revenue analytics uh, to the uh, CEO, which in turn providing that to the uh, uh, quarterly uh, declaration to the SEC. That's one of the major success I did. And then in when I was working in Chicago, I started uh, working with a healthcare company. Healthcare company has really given me an opportunity. I, I consider that's my uh, second MBA in health is and that gave me unique opportunity. I worked with almost 25 uh, CEOs across the country, 175 vendors, and it gave me an opportunity to start the analytics from the beginning and then started providing the basic things first. The, in the healthcare, the, like almost like 70 to 80% of the healthcare companies don't have the basic operational report. How many patients coming, how many patients going, how many patients staying, how long, how many patients are coming in ER, helps them to scale their operations better. So that is one of my major success in providing that report to that healthcare organization. That's brilliant. And what do you think was the biggest impact that you made on a, a transformation? So through data, Paul, uh, transformation is, um, is, is, is a very good opportunity uh, that leaders can look at it. So when I was working for a semiconductor company in the uh, United States, I was working for a global marketing team. Their budget is in terms of uh, a billion uh, for that marketing division, and yet they were running the marketing campaigns 
of larger capacity across the globe very manually. Uh, it, it's, it's going on a, on a, on a email systems and the Excel, Microsoft Excel. So all these things is caused to look at how successful each campaign is, how much it impacted on my brand value, how much it impacted on my uh, sales growth. These things are, are really trouble engaging them when you are running manually. So I started working with a very small dashboard on Excel, consolidating all the information and providing that to the leaders, gave them a very comprehensive look on how their campaign at each country, at each level, at each division, how it is running. And marketing campaigns are a very complex data. Uh, it is not so structured when you are dealing with a lot of surveys and a lot of data collection through third parties. It, 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 it is not easy. So this is the transformation I started with small, but my think big process was to build a, a analytics solution. Today they have the ability to look at at a global scale drill down into each division, subdivision, how the campaign is working out. So data tells a very good stories and it, 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 it changes the way organizations are thinking uh, in, a, in, a, in a transformation way. So in your opinion, what role does technology have to, to play in data? What effects do you think this will have over the, the landscape over the next few years? Very good question, uh, Paul. Uh, really, very good question. When we start the analytics journey earlier, you asked me uh, how leaders start technology story, uh, uh, the analytics journey. If you start with technology, lots of leaders don't understand the jargon and the technology, how it works in data. That's not how you start the journey, but technology is an enabler, enabler to bring the data into uh, a leader's hand so that they can run their uh, weekly business reviews of the organization and looking at what is uh, working, what is not working for them. So in today's world, um, uh, if you want to take advantage of uh, scaling uh, cloud platforms like uh, Amazon Web Services, Google Cloud Platform, are bringing unique features so that you can quickly bring the hardware infrastructure, software infrastructure, the computing power quickly. And you can start very small. You can start with a very, uh, minuscule amount of budget and then quickly enable uh, the data analytics in your organization. Open source platforms is are giving a big opportunity uh, next to the cloud platforms. Uh, the open source platforms like Airflow, Facebook, Presto are speeding up the data acquisition. Speaking of data acquisition, Paul, is one of the biggest problem. Even the bigger companies uh, that has the uh, billion users has the challenges. So in this, uh, the, the, it used to take 
uh, months and months to acquire the data. Now you can be able to do it in uh, weeks, if not uh, days. So, and then Python, Python is opportunities are really, really abundant. And the R uh, scripting language uh, both has a huge community support and became the de facto tools for data science and machine learning today. Uh, if you look at Google, they are offering their own TensorFlow. Uh, Amazon is offering a lot of libraries for machine learning, giving them the opportunity to uh, exercise to solve many problems in uh, deep learning and machine learning. So data is a unique beast and um, it has its set of problems, no matter what kind of technology you use. Respecting the culture of the organization, you need to utilize the technology and uh, that will solve the problems. So in the coming uh, future, what I'm expecting is uh, analytics as a service tools that provide, there are already many tools right now available to the consumers and the organizations that helps them uh, solve the problems. But again, data is a unique beast and it has its own challenge. But coming to the Hadoop is not a smooth solution to my knowledge. It has its own problems, but if people are thinking Hadoop is a silver bullet, that's not correct. It has its own problems, especially for small and mid-range companies, uh, uh, Hadoop is not a smooth solution and it is more pain than a scale. Yeah, yeah, ain't that the truth? So uh, moving away from technology then, how would you describe your, your leadership style when leading analytics projects and, and just leading the analytics team in general? It's a very good question actually. And uh, uh, at the end of the day, organization means people. And especially in the data world, when you are leading large teams like the data engineering teams, your BI teams, your technical product managers, your product math program managers, they're very highly analytical and they work long hours. They are, they are constantly challenged by the data and data world is very stressful uh, part. Uh, but when it comes to the team, not in general to the data, but especially in data, you have to listen to them. You have to understand what they are talking. And they don't realize whether they are having issues from a personal friend or data is causing issues and organizations poses or some kind of a, uh, uh, political challenges uh, in, in, in getting the data, delivering the data. So you have to have a compassion uh, to lead the teams. And if they want to take a break from what they are doing, um, just let them go. Uh, let them go to for a, a movie or if they want to go for a, to do their chores, let them do it. At the same time, you need to be very hands-on to help the resources that are stuck with the logic. If, if they don't know what that query is running or if that query is not performing, or if that Python logic for a deep learning is not working for them from a, from a cluster analysis, you need to help them and make them understand the business process. You need to have the compassion and you need to be uh, the hands-on person 
and then you need to help them understand why they are doing what they are doing so i address those leadership needs uh, from a people management perspective it's not just because they need it as a person my leadership style is uh, to uh, lead by values and compassion and what about with the senior leadership team when you're trying to convince them of the value because obviously sometimes that can be a challenge too so luckily uh in my current organization i don't need to uh convince them of any data needs uh but in general the data need should come from the sponsorship or from the top leaders who has the understands the value of the data so if they don't understand you give them the opportunity to understand what is the return of investment for example in the healthcare organization that i was working network leaking is one of the problem meaning today the healthcare work in a network fashion like all the doctors and the caregivers and all the services form a unique network and they offer services at a discounted price if one of the physician or if one of the caregiver is referring the patients uh, to a different doctor that belongs to a different network that's a network leakage and that causes uh, millions of dollars wastage within the network so these things if you tell them that that's a 400 million dollar problem uh, per year uh, in a small in a small healthcare setup so if you make the leadership understand the problem and then you work towards with a start small a scale fast approach they will understand very easily mm that that makes a lot of sense so with that in mind then what do you think is the biggest opportunity for improvement within your organization right now um right now um the the my my company is fully equipped with all the uh, uh data analytics in terms of uh running the business uh thanks to my leadership uh, especially but the biggest opportunities is in the current pandemic paul um things are different we haven't seen uh, what we are seeing today in the past we don't have historical references but each pandemic each crisis gives us an opportunity to look at the customers look at the way the customers looked at uh the 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 products is completely different and automation is the biggest opportunity for us uh, with 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 a lot of uh, budgets cutting uh, revenues are at stake uh, the opportunity is uh, automation automation is the biggest opportunity uh, of course there is no uh, there is nothing that replaces the uh, the human being values and the human beings um, skills but again if you combine human beings with uh, the automation that's the uh, that really provides the right scaling and that gives the uh, ability to solve the problems at ease in the in the data analytics world And for you personally what do you think was the biggest mistake you made during your career 
I don't consider them as mistakes uh, every time I do something uh, that did not give me the uh, uh, result, uh, the, the, the outcome that I wanted or the outcome that we all wanted. Um, I see them as an opportunities. I see them as a lessons learned. But early beginning of my career, I thought uh, I came from a software development world and coming into the data warehousing and data analytics world, I was not following that uh, think big, start small, scale fast. I was, I was start things with a big approach, big bang approach, and that did not uh, work out very well in the beginning of the career. As I mentioned, when I was working in that insurance company, that gave me the, the, the real world opportunities to look at uh, the problem at a very start small approach and then scale fast. These days, I added like, you know, you can fail fast. If you are taking one year to fail in your project or in your approach, uh, it, it's a waste of money and it's a waste of resources and it costs organizations a lot. So think big. Start small, scale fast, fail fast, and that's the approach I follow right now. And it sounds like a, a good tactic, but you mentioned earlier about the pandemic. How has that affected your role and organization? So in general, um, uh, none of my uh, team or myself didn't get affected by this pandemic. Of course, we started working from home, and uh, there is no difference between uh, working from on-premise to the working from home, as, except uh, like we are working at long hours from home. But on a positive note, we are uh, spending uh, a lot of time on automation, uh, trying to make things uh, automated, identifying the issues uh, that triggers out of a business process. and helping me uh, streamlining the things. But on a personal front, I'm spending a lot of time on the jogging and meditation. So both professional and personal front, uh, COVID is, uh, is, is impacting me uh, in a positive way. Sounds like it. What does your routine look like? So my uh, routine, I just start with uh, uh, in my office, I daily scrums, and then uh, like the daily stand-up meetings uh, with my operations team. Uh, how is the click to delivery is working? How is my inventory? How is my supply chain doing? And then sometimes we work with the category managers and the e-commerce side of it. Uh, we we let like not everything works as planned. Sometimes you get some kind of a additional reporting need. We call it as ad hoc reports. And then I spend time on uh, prioritizing them, getting those things done with the, the those ad hoc reports. Uh, sometimes as a leader, we get uh, senior leadership escalations and then I start working on that one. So that's, that's pretty much typically my professional uh, daily routine. But in the evening, uh, I just shut down my work, go for a jog, spend some time around 20 minutes on meditation, mindfulness meditation, and then come back home uh, late evening, uh, talk to the India team and other uh, teams uh, that are not in the US uh, time zone. Great stuff. So what's your top working from home tip? 
Uh, be disciplined, uh, I think. Uh, have a, a dedicated area where you can work. Uh, don't work from kitchen. Uh, don't work from a bedroom. Have a dedicated area. If you don't have a dedicated area, uh, have some place where you can work. And then uh, try to stick to the timings that you used to work from a team. But again, it depends upon the industry you are coming from. Uh, for me, uh, 24 by 7, but that doesn't mean that I work 24 by 7, but I am available 24 by 7 because e-commerce is a continuous business. And what's the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of uh, advice uh, that I received uh, was time is money. When you are implementing a strategy, uh, you think uh, by saving some money, uh, and if that saving is taking a long time to build a solution, that's is again money. So time is money. Uh, by saving money, do not lose time. This is the best advice I received uh, from a uh, chief information officer at an oil industry. And what are you curious about right now? So this pandemic is impacting every single person, every single organization on the globe. Again, uh, every fall comes with a great rise. And I'm very curious to know what this pandemic is going to give the opportunity. Is it going to change the way we, uh, the academics, institutions, universities operate? Or is it going to change the healthcare? Or is it going to change the clinical research? Or is it going to change the social networking uh, in a bigger way. So I'm very curious to know and how the financial industries will survive uh, with, with banks, uh, airline industries are, are stressing out right now. What kind of opportunities they have right now? That is curious to me. And at the end of this pandemic, we will have each country will suffer through uh, a GDP issue and it's going to eat away more than 10% in the United States, and how that impacts. So those are my curious questions, Pat. And who is your favorite thought leader or author or general person in the space? My sole uh, interesting person is from India. He's uh, Gandhi. Uh, Gandhi is the greatest freedom fighter. Uh, uh, for for uh, generations and generations to remember his values as a leadership. He just followed a nonviolence movement in India, yet he impacted billions of people uh, through his leadership and achieved what he wants. So as a, as a uh, leader in analytics organization, I believe in his philosophies and his uh, strategies and I like him very much and that's definitely a, a, a great example too what is your favorite quote my favorite quote is uh, the New York journalist uh, said long time ago that's the think big start small scale fast and fail fast that is 
my guiding principle and that's my data bible uh, today that I abide to. Uh, a few years ago, I just added uh, no data left behind. Uh, that's the that's the favorite quote that I go by. And lastly, what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in data? So the aspiring leaders bring, especially in the technology world, uh, most of them are very technical. Uh, pay attention to the people. People are very important resources in the data world. The second thing is look at the low-hanging fruits of your organization and take one or two and solve them, be with the business and explain them what data is telling them and explain how this is going to impact their business. Don't worry about the technology. Technology is just an enabler. Uh, the most important thing is why you are doing this in terms of data and how that impacts the business and the organization. That was Rama Katunga, Director of Business Intelligence and Analytics from Samsung. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Paul. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you.